in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. Let's talk a little bit about Apple. As y'all know, we've been negative on Apple for a couple of years, primarily because Apple forgot how to innovate under Tim Cook. A number of other uh, phone companies, we believe, offer a better value in the phone space. Similar feature functionality. I would argue a better design in many cases at a much more attractive price point. Primarily, a lot of the phones coming out of China. I'm not going to rehash sort of our thesis on this podcast. I want to focus on M&A. So if you wanted to give Tim Cook and Apple a pass, you could say, look, the past number of years, it's been essentially a seeding strategy, seeding the global market with Apple smart devices, 2 billion plus devices out there in the marketplace. And now the opportunity is to layer software-based services on top of the hardware over the next number of years. And over the next number of years, continue to grow services such that services will be a majority of revenue over time. And our position has been that Tim Cook is not the guy to lead that, to execute on that strategy. He operates at a snail's pace. There is a enormous opportunity in healthcare IT. We wrote about it early last year, and we may have even written a piece at Tech Today at the end of 2017. There are two or three pieces out there around the fact that Apple should double down on healthcare IT around the fact that Apple has a, an opportunity to consumerize healthcare and put the power in the, the hands of the consumer, given that Apple is one of the dominant phones. So there is an opportunity to layer services on top of hardware and to grow that into a very substantial business. You know, we've argued in the past that Apple should have acquired Cerner some time ago, one of Apple's partners in the healthcare IT space, also a partner of AWS. If you don't want to acquire Cerner, you go after Epic. Ideally, you would, you would pursue both of them simultaneously, and when you started to gain traction, you would ultimately execute on the one where you gained the most traction as far as the, the, the deal went. My guess is Cerner would be the easier one. It's publicly traded, hasn't executed terribly well. Stock really hasn't done much. Shareholders are probably fatigued. Probably less due diligence to be performed, given that you at least have, have SEC filings that you could review as part of your diligence where you wouldn't have that opportunity with Epic. And for all I know, maybe they're talking to Cerner. I doubt it. I think something would have leaked. Tim Cook would say, and he has said as recently as, I believe it was last week in the press, that, hey, we acquire roughly one company every four or five weeks. Well, one tuck-in acquisition, you know, when I say tuck-in, I mean something that's basically immaterial to revenue. You're acquiring an engineering team, you're acquiring a product, you know, they've made some acquisitions in the AI space to help them fill product gaps in AI. They're never going to catch Google and AI. It's not going to happen. Not in any of our lifetimes. Not ever. They don't have, they, Apple, do not have sufficient opportunity to capture data inputs such that it they could train their machines at a faster rate than Google. We've talked about that in the past. I'm not going to get into that. I want to focus on M&A. Recently, Cook made a change in that the head of corporate development, I can't remember her name, but the, the M&A head now reports to Cook as opposed to the CFO. Okay, great. Great. Show us something. Start acquiring companies. You want to make a difference in the enterprise? Go acquire SAP. You want to make a difference in the enterprise? Go acquire Salesforce. You want to make a difference in the enterprise? Go acquire Adobe. You want to make a difference in healthcare IT? Go acquire Cerner. Go do something. Tim Cook. I think Tim Cook's, it, it's a personality thing. I think he is somebody that is not willing to admit when he's wrong. And so I think in his mind, he believes that if Apple were to go out and really ramp up the M&A effort and really execute on large M&A opportunities, that it would be admitting that Apple is not capable of innovating internally, that they've sort of given up on organic growth. And who cares if that's what people think? If it's the right thing to do, go do it and execute on the strategy. You can do both. You can grow 
organically and augment the organic growth with acquisitions. Layer on services. Disney's one that's been a logical one forever. And I know I know at one point it was it was talked about, I think it was John Malone of Liberty. I think he posited that post the Disney Plus rollout, Disney would split the company or potentially split the company into parks on one side, media on the other. And that's when somebody like an Apple would make a move. It would be easier at that juncture. But if you really want that content, Apple ought to have pursued Disney some time ago. Because if you wait for all that to happen, if you wait for you know the company to, they've already segmented reporting, if you wait for them to cleave the company in two and for Disney Plus to really start to get some traction, it's going to be a hell of a lot more expensive. Would have been easier to, even pre-Fox deal, would have made sense to acquire Disney. Pre-Fox deal announcement, not, the, not even the close. I mean, pre-Fox announcement, what was that, year, year and a half ago? That would have been the great time to acquire Disney. And then spin out parks, sell parks, whatever. Get rid of that business. Keep the content business. And you would have had two or three years worth of learnings under your belt instead of, if in fact you do do it, four or five years after the fact. And New York Post reported some weeks ago that with respect to Apple's original content effort, Tim Cook is, he personally is giving notes on original content programming just like Michael Eisner used to do. So somebody who micromanages in a domain that he knows nothing about, great. That's going to help you grow. So Apple's eventually going to arrive at the conclusion, the board will arrive at the conclusion, Cook will arrive at the conclusion that the company is better served with somebody else in the CEO chair. It's probably going to take them four or five years to reach the conclusion that most sane people reached some time ago. But ego, politics, emotion, all that other stuff that doesn't matter gets in the way of practical decision-making. Meanwhile, Cook will continue to collect a check. Apple will be kind of status quo. And if you watched Apple's, I don't know if I want to call it Investor Day, Product Day, whatever it was, uh, mid, mid-March, when they talked about their, their new content bundle. Compare and contrast that day to uh, Google's day, which I think was a couple of days prior, where they talked about their cloud gaming service, Stadia, and then also compare the Apple Day to Microsoft's Build Conference earlier this week. I believe it was Monday this week. We wrote about it. You can read about it at Tech Today. And then compare Apple's Day to Google's Developer Conference, the I.O. Conference this week, which we also wrote about. Pretty clear to me that you know the cloud game is AWS and, and Azure, and that the AI game is Google, and that Google's just doing amazing stuff. Many of these AI machine learning, deep learning products have been compressed to such a degree that they can now run entirely on device. Don't have to go out to the cloud for a millisecond. Some of the demos at the at the I.O. conference were done on a phone that was in airplane mode. That was with a feature they have called, called live caption. And then the assistant's been shrunk from 100 gigabytes to half of one gigabyte. I mean, they're just doing amazing stuff on the broadly defined AI front. And Tim Cook's talking about, oh, we've, we've digitized we're partnering with digital newspapers and just you know think about that so you fo- you're focused on a medium that that's driving less interest if that makes sense capturing less interest as far as content goes the medium that's capturing the most interest is video games and so you do deals with these newspaper guys and these magazine publishers i, I can't remember how many off the top of my head uh, for for what was it 9.99 a month and then it was an incremental upsell for 10.99 or 11.99 a month whatever it was if you're going to get access to two or 300 newspapers and magazines for that price, it tells you they're not giving you the content they really care about. They're giving you the fluff. Like in the case of the Wall Street Journal, they're you know allocating X number of articles that are non-core articles. So getting a bunch of non-core stuff, filler material, for that price. And that's where these guys are focusing their capital 
in their creative efforts, not on the stuff that moves the needle, like video games on the content side, like healthcare IT on the enterprise side. So it tells me they don't even know how to allocate their time in terms of driving long-term revenue, long-term ROIC. It's time for a change at Apple. And we don't own it, we're not short it. I just see a wrong that needs to be righted. I'm gonna keep talking about it until it happens. See you all next time.